now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Good morning, it's Yolanda. It's Dryer Buzz. Listen, first thoughts of the morning. Uh, I hope. Well, no, not exactly first thoughts of the morning, um, because I had a busy weekend. But I wanted to come over and do a quarantine check in. Um, haven't done a how to get out of bed pretty much since we've done this. But the good thing is because we've been doing how to get out of bed with moments like COVID-19, uh, self-isolation, stay-home challenges. Just imagine now, if you've been following how to get out of bed, we were kind of prepared for this. We were already in a form of isolation because what do people who have anxiety and depression do? We isolate ourselves. So we were in the process of having gone through those episodes and journaling and all of that. We were in the process of what? Getting out of bed. And now all of a sudden the world is back in bed with us. So if you're catching any of these because you are now experiencing or searching for uh, outlets to help you deal with anxiety, you came across how to get out of bed. I'm glad that it was here for you. Um, You are, uh, let me just say this, welcome to our world. Um, I know for myself, I've been here for a while and uh, coming out of a grief moment, I wanted to, and, and what are we doing right now? Everybody's grieving, uh, if not the loss of a person, the loss of, and I, like there's a helicopter. I've, I never really hear a helicopter, um, but you're grieving and you would need to, you need to understand the three things you need to understand that we learned through our experiences of having these conversations with ourselves out loud and then sharing and being transparent with each other. Uh, one thing you will need to survive this is you need to be transparent. You need to be honest with yourself. Let yourself feel what you feel. Uh, if anybody around you needs you to suppress that, you need to suppress them. Okay, because there are a lot of things that are going to come up, especially if you're in four walls. If you decide to, if you have to scale back life at all, um, there are some fears that, and let me tell you, fears are real because people have had factual evidence. There's factual evidence and that these things are appearing is the reality around us and how we cope with it Um, naturally. You, we all need everybody to be sane. We all need everybody to keep doing what they do because we depend on each other. And when one person can't tug on the rope as hard as they have been or when one person can't hold up everybody as well as they have been, it gives you some fear. And that fear is anxiety. But one of the things, if you haven't listened to an episode, is we understand. We broke down a couple of things through our time of journaling on this podcast is that Anxiety means that we are dealing too much away from the moment. We're not in the moment, like what's right now, right? Because if you're dealing with something that is real and it's in the moment, that's not anxiety. That's, that's something you need to handle, that right now. Anxiety is when you're procrastinating on you put it off, you're trying to pause it, you, you're praying for more time, you're just not dealing with what's going on around you right now. That's what anxiety is. You know, that if, you're mo- if there's something taking you out of the moment where you are right now. Because right now, everything might be okay. Right now, everything might be good. It means that there's something, and it doesn't mean that it's not there. There's something there that you might need to be present in or deal with. But then guess what? If you got time, take the time, people. Take the time um, to be in the moment because sometimes it's okay in the moment. Now, if you're dealing with depression, guess what? Most depression... Um, and we just happen to have experiences is something that's already happened. 
It's already happening. And a lot of times we deal with whether or not somebody's going to judge us for it or we're going to judge ourselves. Because that's the first thing, next thing you got to do is get over the value that somebody else is going to place on it. Because we can't, you can't live. You'll live long enough, you'll realize, oh, wait, I can't live for other people. I've got to live for me. If you're in that bed, I guarantee you probably in the longest, probably not three, four, five people in there. Because if it was, hopefully you turn to each other and figure out, hey, how do we get out of here? How do we get out of this? Not being able to get out of bed is, is, a, is an alone thing. It's an alone thing. You look, you wake up, you come, especially when you start coming out of the fog of it and you realize how much time has passed since you were productive or present in where you needed to be. I'm only talking to you from experience um, because I've decided I want to say this stuff out loud. I want to process this out loud. I want to be transparent. And therefore, there are those who see it and hear it and say, hey, listen, let me let me link up. Let's link up. Let's lean in. Let's get some of this stuff. Let's figure some of this stuff out. And so that's what we have done. And I said, well, you know what? I want to get out of bed. Um, it's got to be my first thoughts of the morning. It's unscripted. I, I literally log in, push the button, and go. And go with it. And then push the button to stop it and let it go out there. And then guess what? People say, hey, that's me too. You're going to be surprised how many people will say that's me too. You're saying it right now. You're saying, yeah, I kind of feel that way. Well, uh, as a matter of fact, let me give you a a perfect example. I love examples. Woke up this morning with a couple people who were throwing shade and not even shade, some concern. People, not even that. People who have different emotions about how people actualize um, different things. And so there was a trend where people are posting their graduation picture and there are those who are dealing with it from a different perspective or a different emotion in it, right? Let me take a sip. I didn't mean for it to be a loud sip, but I'm trying to drink out of a mason jar and it's lemonade. So it's a little bitter. Um, so people are sharing different emotions because people are in a different place when it comes to where our seniors, uh, during COVID are some graduations are postponed. Some graduations are canceled. So somebody started a trend, Hey, in support of, um, the, the graduates this year, let's post your senior picture and, and, um, posted, you know, some people posted a little story with it because let me tell you, I, I, I myself graduated four kids every Every graduation, it there was so much emotion and so many sensitivities and so much going on because you got to pull all these people together. You got to get this graduate graduated and you got to deal with all this family and all this stuff. So it's always highly charged emotions around it. And every year, not not some, every year there are things that are are going on. And it just depends on where you are on the spectrum of life, right? Not everybody gets to, you know, just go happily down the aisle with their graduates. It's it's a headache, especially if you're that person in charge of pulling everybody together and having raised that person. And so for those who are graduating, for some who are working with their graduate, trying to figure out what's, what's going to happen, what's going to become of all of this, um, they, it hit different for them. They were like, well, how is that supportive of them? And I, and I, I answered a friend on my post and, and, you know, and finally trying to get to the root of why they didn't see it as support. And I said, well, you know, um, we've all, we, we just kind of letting them know it's, I know I posted it like it gets better. I just want to say, let them know it gets better. Cause I remember 
Uh, well, hell, I graduated in Atlanta. Came through, came through school. My high school year, uh, my elementary and high school year, uh, had to do with the Atlanta child murders. You know, and and the changing of our political structure, uh, changing of visibility. Um, there were a lot of race issues going on. You know, so we kind of posted it, but you know, I, I didn't add all of that story to it. I just dropped the photo. Let me open my screen back up here, in case you hear that tapping. Um, we kind of just posted the photo, you know, and I'm like, well, maybe I should go back and, and add that. Now that that part of the discussion has come out, I'm going to go back to my photo and I'm just going to remind the students that it gets better because I remember, uh, in our graduation class, we had, we had a couple students that had accident. We had a couple students that had loss in their families and they weren't able to deal with it. I mean, just even in our family, we had a, a student come home and in, in their, their break was to deal with the loss of two grandparents, you know? So it's, it's, we have to, um, we, human nature has us only deal with these things when it happens to us. Cause imagine if we all had to go around and, and carry this kind of weight, even in dealing with the quarantine life, you know, the COVID-19, um, uh, there are people who threw themselves into their creativity There are people who threw themselves in their work. There are people whose lives uh, were unable to change. They didn't go take a couple of weeks off or a month off, or they didn't have, you know, the savings and different things like that. They're they're They were consi- uh, classified essential. So life is still going on and, and they're having a massive, enormous amount of fears. But at the same time, it's like, everybody's trying to, trying to survive. And, and I know we live in a society where people always have to have some kind, some type of hierarchy as in, okay, these people are better than these and that, you know, and I know that's our world. Um, just do what you can do. Just do what you can do. Just feel what you feel. Say what you feel. There's nothing wrong with it. And I'm glad that person challenged their discussion. They didn't challenge my photo. They just went on their timeline like everybody else. And I saw it and I said, well, you know, I hope that it is a message of this too shall pass. I hope that it's a message. But I, like I said, I need to go back and add all that verbiage I just gave uh, to that post and just reminder of the seniors, hey, it gets better. It it gets better. Because when I look at my senior picture and it's like, you know, and I said, oh, I'm going to go off and I'm going to do this and the other. And I look at it and I think, oh, wow, how, how much did life change? How much did that, all that, you go all your life planning. Oh my God, when I graduate, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. And honey, I was like, okay, that was, where did I get that from? Because uh, life was entire, entirely absolutely entirely different. I look at that young woman and, uh, while I know she wanted to be a mom, I, I'm like, man, I don't think she envisioned all of this, you know? Um, but she saw it and I'm like, and, and, and I think back to the courage that she had and all the things she did survive and, and how many times she had to stand up for herself and others and how many times, you know, I, even today, I'm willing to say things uh, um, that people don't say. And that's, that's literally a quote from Muhammad Ali. Uh, you know, how did, did she even know that she would one day meet Muhammad Ali, uh, along with a number of other people that would, would pour just little antidotes into, into her life? 
And uh, she had no idea. She had no idea. I mean, even after that picture, because your graduation picture is taken at the beginning of your senior year, not necessarily at the end of your senior year. So you have no idea. You get ready to have, you know, your fun year of high school. You think again, again, thinking about our seniors whose whose year came in, you know, came to kind of an abrupt, I won't say an abrupt halt, but an abrupt change. Um, but just thinking about there was there was so much. I mean, we also think my generation came through um, when I got to high school. Boom, the AIDS epidemic hit. So there was loss everywhere, and it was almost it was almost as COVID a silent killer because people didn't want to admit that they had been diagnosed. Uh, and during that time, there wasn't some of the amazing treatments that we have today. So people were just vanishing. And people in our day growing up, people were just vanishing all over the place without re- without reason, without just cause, without explanation. It's like people were here and gone. Um, and, and, and when I look at that senior picture and I think about it, but I also think about how our communities from our parents to the multi-generations of, of families, how much they worked to keep some sense of normalcy. Uh, even in, in during the Atlanta Mississippi murder, I know a lot of people are watching that on HBO. I am not. I, I may at some point give it a look-see, um, but I just remember how how safe they worked Diligent, how diligently they worked to try and keep people out of our communities that we didn't know uh, to keep us safe and to keep normal. Like we had to go to school and come home from school knowing that on the news there was going to be stories that somebody didn't make it home from school. I remember um, just being just being afraid and and just just scared. Uh, at times, but then there was always, hey, let's make sure the kids are doing this. Let's make sure the kids experiences. Let's not stop because they could have, they could have shut. We could have like, hey, stop. Everybody stay home. And it was some of that uh, until this thing is solved, until this crime is solved. And you know, there are not there are not many people who truly believe that it was ever truly solved, or that even that the murders did stop. Because I mean, you still look at look at numbers today, and people still are vanishing in quite large numbers, uh, particularly African American women. Uh, look at the hardships that African Americans face, even dealing with police and just just even dealing with systems. I mean, even in COVID, it's like people are posting now how all of a sudden. Uh, is African Americans the face of COVID and simply because of racism and prejudice and apartheid that goes on in America, even though people don't want to uh, own up to the fact that that is something and it's something perpetuated and participated uh, in there's a hidden assault, even participated by some African Americans. So that's a lot to deal with and that's a lot to process each and every day, but still. Even that gives you anxiety and it gives you depression of all. You, if you think about all the things that have happened, you end up in depression. You think about all the things that's going on, you end up with anxiety. But if you stop and stay in the moment, if you come right back to the moment, you will find some power. There is something that can we can all do in the moment, just in the moment. One, you can stop, you can pray for everything, everybody, send out a word, connect and acknowledge, 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 acknowledge. Let me grab a towel here because I just knocked over my lemonade uh, live during the podcast. And luckily I've got this waterproof system here that's just sitting here in a puddle. Again, in the moment, in the moment, in the moment, I got a little excited. 
and uh, hit my lemonade. I'm going to get that up. But I can keep on with the podcast. But just in the moment, stop and acknowledge. Stop and pray and acknowledge what's going on. See how that lemonade brought me right back to the moment. Like, girl, you set that cup right there. Um, and just, just acknowledge that there's something that we can do. If not for yourself, for others. I, I had to... I. I had an opportunity to participate in a weekend online online conference, one of the many millions of Zooms <laughs> that's going on. And again, like I said, some people immediately um, look for opportunity. So I had the opportunity uh, to speak to some creatives, the soap makers, because who's in demand right now? Soap makers or people who make makers, period. Everybody is looking for that those creative people who can get us through this. And, uh, and so I had an opportunity to, um, present ironically, not ironically, but awesomely on podcasting. And so talking to soap makers on how to create their lunch and leverage their podcast, but I had to switch it up. I couldn't just talk to them about, you know, creating podcasts because they are soap makers. And so they already have a business that they're running. They already have so much going on, but I, I talked to them about how to create um, an awesome opportunity, an awesome experience. How to how to add a, an additional layer of experience um, to their products, and that is just simply adding a listen link to their websites or commentary when they load a new soap. You know, to add a add a little bit of commentary uh, to that. So really excited about that. But again, there are those, there would be some, there, there are probably some that say, you know, how dare you guys have a conference? How dare you guys have a workshop when, when all these things, different things are happening to people? Well, learning to, to make soap and learning to, you know, the first thing we had to do in, in this crisis was to be a little bit more clean. Okay. And so they are experiencing a very, a serious demand and, um, and naturally, they would have had their, their they would have had a number of conferences happening all over the country. Some of them couldn't just cancel, and so they sought out a virtual uh, opportunity. In fact, this was the first virtual conference, and they're all over the world. It, it literally connected. There was someone on uh, from the someone presenting it because there were people all and all from all over the world. But there was a presenter from the Philippines, and so um, and in all East Coast, West Coast all across all kind of borders and it created not only did it did it um address a need for those that were in the learning side of it but look at the collaboration and the in the camaraderie that's now between 14 there were 14 speakers and now we are a new niche uh, a new click you know and so and and I was so excited to be invited into it because I'm not a soap maker, I'm a maker because I make content and also make lemonade, I make mac and cheese, I make quiche and, and I and I was thinking about the, all these different things that I make as we're getting back to making because now that you know food is scarce in some forms, uh people are ordering out a lot and I was already planning, as many of you know, to um one of the reasons I hadn't done how to get out of bed because we started a kitchen podcast. And we were getting ready to launch uh, into beverage catering. And we, we started, also came up with some other products. So I was drawn to learning about it because there was, 
one session had to do with um your retail dreams. And so I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. But then again, I was asked to present on podcasting. And one of the, one of the uh, several of the episodes that we did in one of the seasons of How to Get Out of Bed, we talked about saying yes to opportunities and looking for opportunities outside the norm. I could have said, oh, well, I'm not a soap maker. How could I tell soap makers about podcasting? And we talk about be ready to speak on what it is you do. Um, no matter the audience, You just as long as you can read the audience and figure out what it is that they need and that you can offer. So it took me a minute. Like, I, I know, you know, it's easy to tell people, oh, find a platform, find a microphone, monitor it. And I'm not even using the microphones right now because, you know, we got to, this is how to get out of bed. You got to go when you can go, right? And so um, we try not to overthink it or overwork it. And so I had had to, like, figure it out. And, of course, you know, me being the kind of creative I am, it hit me at the last minute. And I knew, I said, okay, I only want to do five slides. Each of those five slides, I want to talk nine minutes. Because you know me and my numbers, right? Because I kept creating slides and creating slides. Oh, like, oh, this is getting to be too much. And I certainly don't want to end up, don't want to go do a presentation with 27 slides. But I figure five slides, nine minutes each, that'll give me a good 45-minute talk, which it was Actually, 44 minutes. I was so excited about that. And then uh, and then a quick one-minute wrap-up and open up for Q&A. You know how I am. That's that's me. So, um, but again, getting back to in the moment and accepting the opportunity, even though I wasn't a soap maker, what I, what I was thankful was my talk was on the second day. So I got to watch the other presenters for a full day and a half before, well, actually the first day, uh, is when it hit me, it's like, oh, here's the angle that I need to come from so that I don't overwhelm them, overwhelm them with what podcasting is and what audience demand is. Here, after listening to them and seeing, you know, their workspaces, like how does podcast fit into that? Seeing that not only their workspace, but their websites and, and listening to them in their workflow. And figuring out where does this podcasting fit into that and how do I get them to start capturing their stories. So I had, luckily again, I'm so glad I wasn't on the first day. My talk was on the second day, halfway through the second day. So again, I still had a couple of opportunities to learn more, to read the audience, to find out where everybody is. When I first started, my motto, my mission in what I was going to do with Dryer Buzz was to meet my meet uh, meet our readers where they are because we started out as a as a read only. And I said, meet people. That's that's such a, when you wake up with that, when you operate in that sphere, I want to meet you where you are cuz I like people to meet me where I am because if you don't, I'm going to end up with what? Anxiety or depression or FOMO, fear of missing out. I wanted to meet them where they were. And so seeing again, watching them present and everybody presented from, because it was virtual, everybody presented from their workspace. So we got a chance to see all of them and how they how they differ uh in, in their workspace and, and even during the q and a I, I asked the question, how did you choose your workspace uh, and a lot of them talked about how the workspace grew out of um 
how, what they make and, and making room for this and storing this, that, and the other and what inspires them, the lighting and, and the creativity and the end results and so forth. So I got a chance to um, make the conversation about podcasting fit succinctly with what they needed, not where I want them to be, not where I want them to get to, but what they needed to meet them where they were in, in, in embracing yet again, another layer of what we should use out here on, on social media. And, and I know like even with podcasting, you know, podcasting used to be, okay, just have a good title have a good length of something, you know, and, you know, give a little bit of a time stamp and so forth and so on. And we are like 24 minutes into this in case you popped in and it was, you know, played a little bit. Um, but now you gotta, it's about a thumbnail. You gotta give a good thumbnail, a good picture, a good logo, a good catchy, this, that, and the other, all those things, not to talk about podcasting, but not what I'm, what I'm explaining here is not saying no. You know, fear, not letting fear take over, not letting the fact that I was the only one who did not make soap um, that presented that everybody was a soap maker or had come through and and arrived at where they were. Um, But at the same time, I have my book right here, New Soap Makers Cookbook. I plan to make soap, which is one of the reasons I, I was even on their radar because I've I've been watching one and supporting one of the soap makers for three years at this, and it's like okay, I think I can do this because I was like, it's something to it. I just don't understand how is it they take all these amazing ingredients by which many of us use in the kitchen, and yet it comes out soap. And I never could get that. I never could truly, truly understand that. But now I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. Because at this conference, I got a chance to see uh, all the different versions of, of, there was melt and pour, hot process, cold process, there was bath bombs, shower steamers, there was uh, herbal, there was an herbalist, there was one um, who, who makes her soap uh, recycling oils, different oils, cooking oils. I mean, it was everything. And it was reminiscent of a time gone by. And there's something so wonderful about people who maintain these, um, these skills and levels and, you know, and, 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 and what is that? That's not the word I want to say. Traditions. That's the word. Maintain, uh, these traditions, um, and keep them going and, and, and generation after generation brings them, brings them back. And it's interesting because it kind of sort of skips a generation and so forth. Cause I, I, my mother didn't do this, but maybe my, my grand, I remember my grandmother, uh, tinkering with all these different things because, and it, and for them, it was, it was their lifestyle. And today, a lot of those, the lifestyles of the past are, um, are are kind of exclusive to to a degree and so forth and so on. So that's how I got out of bed this weekend. That's how I got out of bed this morning on another day of quarantining. I think everybody this week is kind of watching. Last week was a was supposed to be kind of a peak week. I think everybody's kind of watching to see if things are going to be begin to start start to relax. Um maybe that maybe hopefully the health care system has arrived at you know some methods of which these things can be handled and dealt with um that hopefully people have realized how much we 
or contagious and that we are passing on germs. You know, not that everybody should become a germaphobe, but hopefully we are a little bit more mindful. I know, uh, I know I'm in the house a lot and every, I have to go walk the dog. And I know every time I go outside, it's almost as if I'm reminded of the beauty of outdoors. You know, I, every time we step out there, cause there's a lot of anxiety to stepping out there. Um, because you, you stay in and if you're like me, you're indulging on various media, even though I have gone to try and cut out some of the news, I'll just catch a headline here and there on social media, or I'll take a few minutes and catch up. I've found, you know, a channel here and so forth that I trust and and just try not to indulge on it. But again, throwing myself into, um, working and, 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 you know, and, and I don't want to say it as if avoiding because avoiding and you know how to get out of bed and if you're not caught any other episode let me let you know right now avoiding anything is not good never avoid it always try and deal with what you can deal with and 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 do it out loud do it openly do it transparently because you'll find that hey you're not the only the only one sometimes yes we want a lot of things to just stop, you know, and it, and it, it, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, but it's just something real special about in the moment, in the moment, if we could just be in the moment, yes, and even in the moment, you notice, oh, there's so, something's bad, or, or there's something happening, this thing, but even in the moment, acknowledge it, otherwise it becomes a shadow, it becomes a weight on you, um, so just juice, you know, acknowledge, acknowledge what's going on around us. And uh, it's a Monday. It, you know, for some that like, what, what does that mean? Uh, think about what did it mean just prior to just a couple of weeks, just a month. Um, it's we're in the middle of April when I'm recording this. And, um, I think quarantine so far right now is scheduled the end of April. Um, uh, some dates are already pushing into May. I think, uh, you know, uh, we don't know, we don't know what, what the, nobody really even knows what the goal is. Um, who's leading the efforts in this thing? Where is the true leadership coming from? All of that stuff is up to question, but the leader of your journey and who you are and how you get out of bed and how you face the day is you and your faith, what you subscribe to, what you believe in, and those who count on you those who count on you. It's okay to let people count on you. It's not okay to let people dictate your every move, but it's okay to let people count on you because that means that you're, they're important to you and you are important to them. And there's no better time than now for us to count on each other because we're important to each other. And on that, 23, 25, 26, 27 seconds, more than 30 minutes of, of me taking up your time, I'm going to go ahead and push the stop button. Just remind you, this is only but one episode. Uh, thankfully, prior to quarantine life, COVID, and all of this this spring, um, we have been on this journey of how to get out of bed. So if you need more episodes, you need more exercises, um, if you need more wisdom, more hindsight, more foresight, there are more out there. Some of these, um, before now we take them in a live environment. So you get to hear me having a kind of a two way conversation with those that were watching live. This one I recorded directly as a podcast, but it will be shared, 
Uh, and one of the reasons I did it this way, because, uh, of course, as an anchor podcast, means that you can engage with us. Uh, if you are listening to this on any platform, uh, look for the link to bring you back to Anchor, where you can actually respond as a voicemail. We can add it to the podcast. Well, not only we can hear it and respond to it, but others can re- can hear it and engage as well. And we look forward to your feedback in doing that. Uh, and, and all of them, you can do that. Just like I said, some of them... We record it in a live environment so you get to hear the engagement. And I stopped doing that because people were, like, missing out because they wanted to hear their names. They wanted to hear their shout-outs as well, but they didn't catch it live. And I don't like giving anybody a sense of FOMO. So nobody heard it in the real time except for me and the universe because uh, I'm speaking out. But when I push the button, you all will get it uh, when you're ready for it. All right? So definitely check it out. And all you got to do is do me a favor. You can find a channel if you go to dryerbus.com. You can find a channel by which you might want to like, follow, share, and subscribe. Please share this with someone, with a friend that you know needs to live more in the moment. Do me one more favor. Go now to dryerbus.com and follow at dryerbus on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.